I was in a really bad place emotionally and just struggling with depression. And I had connected with Jim a bunch through that season. And I remember one of my friends was checking in with me and I was telling her about different revelations I had had. And she's like, you get these revelations when you work out. Why don't you just work out more? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I haven't worked out in six months. She's like, well, you're always going to the gym. And I'm like, no, Jim's my therapist. And I just laughed because, you I know, like it. I, yeah, like it. I know it's hilarious. So thanks, Jim. You're my, like you're my gym membership. <laughs> well, I go to, keep taking your walks. Too, I know. Okay? I know. I'm just kidding. I know. Hey, hey, my friends, welcome back to the podcast. You guys, I'm so grateful you are here. And I am so grateful that Jim, my therapist, is here with us as well. And I got to tell you, I'm totally laughing because I had reached out to Jim and I'm like, Jim, you haven't been on the podcast in a while. Will you come back on? He's like, absolutely. Can't wait to come back on. And so we talked a little bit about what we were going to talk about. And then I hit record and the guy mixed it up on me. Leave it to Jim to mix it up on me. And he was like, I want to ask you some questions. So Jim actually became the host and interviewer of this episode on the podcast. And I love Jim. He's such a great guy. He has such a grip on God's grace and love and acceptance and wisdom. And he's worked with people for, oh my gosh, over 40 years. So the guy just has so much life experience. He's one of the most non-judgmental people that you could ever meet. And he just has a deep understanding of mental health and emotional health and how it all goes together. And so you guys, I love Jim. I love the impact he's had on my life. I love the impact he's had on our podcast. And I got to say, I think it's time for him to launch his own podcast because it was so fun thinking about afterwards about him asking me the questions and all that. So we didn't get to hear a ton from Jim. So I'm going to have him back on in the next couple of weeks. But I really did enjoy dialoguing with him and the questions that he came up with. So anyways, I'm so grateful you're here. And I hope you enjoy this conversation that Jim and I just had. All right, my friends, let me tell you a little bit more about our guest. So our guest is Jim Beebe. He's a licensed marriage and family therapist, and he's been a therapist for 40 years. Jim, he really has like a shepherd's heart. He received his bachelor's from San Jose Bible College and his master's degree from Fuller Theological Seminary in Marriage and Family Counseling. Jim is the founder and the director of Abundant Life Counseling, and he really has a heart for integrating God's word and seeking wholeness spiritually, emotionally, and relationally. Jim has a beautiful family with two grown children and a wonderful wife, and they've been married for 35 years, which is absolutely amazing. And they actually teach a marriage class together right outside of Los Angeles in Northridge and in Santa Clarita. If you want more information about the marriage class or to get in touch with Jim, I will have his info in the show notes. Welcome to a Holy Mess podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. So let's start with you. Okay. 
you want to do the intro or do I do the intro? Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Danny's podcast. Yay. Jim's here, you guys. Jim, thank you for saying yes. I love it when you come on. It's been a while. Tell yeah. me about it. It's been yeah. way too long. I know. And my people love it when you come on. Actually, if you read the comments in the like positive reviews, I've got some positive reviews just about Jim, which is amazing. So <laughs> you guys feel free to keep leaving those positive reviews for Jim in the show notes. I love uh, it. This is good. This is good. So let's what we're going to do. Let's just take a little time. And you and I've been talking about having somebody who asks you questions. Yeah. Right? And just turn the turn the tables. And we've done a little bit of this already. But let's just first off, just, you know, do that, because I think you are at your best when you sort of just come from almost like how would I describe it? You're being more spontaneous, mm-hmm. but it's sort of stuff that you've wrestled with for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and then sort of come, but it comes out in ways I think that really touch people because that's it feels raw. It's not like refined. I don't think I've ever been called refined. No, no, <laughs> no. But that's the gift, right? It's like, it's like you know, just realize being real in it kind of thing. Okay. So, I mean, we can talk about almost anything. Yeah. But, but maybe let's just start with this. What do you feel like you've been, there's been the task for you of late and where have you been at as you try to live your life? We talk so much about trying to, you know, learn what our task is over and over again, right? These, these things that don't go away. It's my makeup. It's, it's sometimes a task, my circumstance. It can be tasked with my shitty committee. It can be tasked with my emotional struggles. When there's all sorts of things, but they're my task. And I'm trying to learn how to self-regulate and set good boundaries so I have a little more love, joy, and peace in my life. Yeah. You know, but that doesn't mean that ever it's perfect because it, I just wrestle with life. So can you share with us, first off, just how are you doing in yeah. this? And what's the latest thing that you're sort of learning as you try to, because I know you're very dedicated doing your tools. Yeah. You know, and trying to live in your own experience in your own body. And I think everybody else is doing the exact, trying the same thing, but very often feeling defeated. They just feel overwhelmed by their life. Yeah. And, and they're like in round number, you know, they're like a boxing ring fighting their worst opponent, but they're in round 2,437. And they're just out there and their arms are limp by their side and they're exhausted. Yeah. And they just feel defeated, right? And it's exhausting and, you know, or they feel like they're on the mat already and been counted out. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good question. I mean, it depends what time of day it is. It depends what day it is when you ask me, right? So mm-hmm. I think the thing for me that moves the needle the most are these tools, right? And you instilled these in me, oh my gosh, a decade ago. When you're struggling, get into action. You know, you'd say little phrases like action trumps anxiety. So if you have anxiety, get into motion, go clean your kitchen, go on yeah. a walk, reach out to a friend, pray, like that sort of thing. So I think the task for me of late is like realizing this is it. Like this is the life I've been dealt. These are the cards I've been dealt. And I feel like I learned this lesson about every three to four years and it like hits me like a cold bucket of water again of like, oh my gosh, like there's just some unresolvable issues that I walk through every single day, right? Whether it's my biology, my history, my whatever, family stuff, whatever, it doesn't really matter. But the point is like, when I'm in these seasons, I have to choose like, okay, do these things define me like are these going to be the the defining mantra of my life or am I going to be able to live my life and learn to thrive almost not despite in not even in spite of but like with right yeah and how do I and we've talked about this for years because you'll be like Danny the things that trigger you like those can also be the lessons of where you need to 
care for yourself and what's going on. And those are like soft places that you need to care for. And because I used to just resent myself when I struggled all the time. And so I think I'm coming to this new place of, and I'm not perfect at it. I'm finding myself, okay, well, it is what it is, but I'm I'm moving into action or I'm going to go be of service somewhere or do something helpful and not just lay in bed depressed or, mm-hmm. you know, be on an anxiety binge and like scream at my kids or, you know, be really upset about some injustice in the world that I see within Christianity or all these things that I could are triggers for me. And they're triggers because of like these deeper places in me. But I think I'm just coming to terms with Danny. We talk about self-regulating a lot and this concept of self-parenting that you've taught me. What does Danny truly need when I'm stressed out? I just need some care and compassion and some deep breaths and some water and to go on a walk. And it sounds very simple, but it really is the simple things that kind of bring me back to center and like vent it out. You know, just kind of like the balloon of stress gets bigger and bigger. And it's just like these little things I do just to like poke a needle into it, get some Mm -hmm. more air and just kind of breathe. So to give you a little room in there. And and it gives you a sense, there's some sense of agency. These things are so overwhelming that it can feel, you feel helpless. Totally. And out of control. And when we don't feel like we have control, I mean, our backs are up against the wall. We feel like we're in a Mexican standoff, right? Between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. And it's like, there's a sword and a rock and it's like, which way do I go? So yeah, yeah, I think having agency and having like, no, okay, I can't control these circumstances, but I do have some control in how I respond and react you know, in integrity, not to like say that these things aren't difficult or to minimize them or to be a people pleaser or any of the other things that were my go-to, making sure everybody else is okay. I just talked to you about this last week. I have this issue. Somebody might make a mistake with me and I apologize. Like, oh, I'm sorry. That's my bad. Where I I take on the faults of others. It's like one of my go-to because I, I'm always been like a peacemaker. Like I don't like conflict. I'd rather just not let someone else feel bad because if they feel bad, then, you know, then they might lash out or distance from me or whatever. I don't, so I'm yeah. learning. Yeah. All that sort of things. Does that make sense? Absolutely. What I hear in you is a few things. One is it's, and it's probably this is a lesson that we learn over and over again. I'm learning to expect what it is. I'm learning to accept this life that I have and trying then to learn how to have agency in that life. So I'm not just the victim of it. It's not resignation but I'm learning what I can do within this life. Because yeah. if the expectation is that you are better than, or you're not struggling, you know, or the struggle is some sign that you're not in God's will, or you're not doing something right, then, then, then you're struggling and you feel shame for the struggle. 100%. Jim, say that again, because I talk to people literally every week who they think there's something wrong with them because of the struggle, or they think that they're doing something wrong in this formula with God because of the struggle. And to me, I feel like the struggle is just part of life. And it's not defining that you're distant from God or that you're doing anything wrong or because then that just adds shame. And then it actually distances you from your creator and from yourself. Right. And this whole life, I feel like Jesus gave us is like coming back home to him and to ourselves. Right. He gave us ourselves to steward first. But when I, I feel shame, that distances myself from my core of who I am. Because I wasn't created to feel shame, right? We were created for the Garden of Eden, this like yeah. perfect yeah. peace filled in alignment with God, in alignment with ourselves and with each other. And but, but we're even saying the acceptance is my particular acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. That I should feel anxious. 
<laughs> I should struggle with the anxiety. Me struggling with anxiety is not a sign that I'm doing something wrong. It's a sign that I struggle with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Right? If I'm having dealing with depression, it's not because I'm doing something wrong. You know, it's because I struggle with depression. Then, then I can start from a position of acceptance. That's my part of my particular thorn. That's part of it, right? So this sense of embracing all that, right? Who am I? Well, I'm at the core, wonderfully, fearfully, and wonderfully made. Yeah. Also, I am really messed up at the core, right? And I'm not so fearfully and wonderfully made, you know? It doesn't feel wonderful, at least, right? All those yeah. things. And that acceptance that you're talking about. And then from there, right, right here, you're saying is that that acceptance itself is powerful, but then those tools of self-care, self-regulation, being aware of what I need, trying to put labels on it, which sometimes that's hard, right? Or even feel my feelings at times. And sometimes I just need to grieve and feel because sometimes we, we're all so stopped up because mm-hmm. we are frozen in ourselves, you know? So sometimes I'm learning to do that. Sometimes I'm learning to go take my walk, the journal, to do the polar plunge, to do my tapping, to whatever it is, right? I'm doing all that so that I can try to live in my own experience yeah, you know, and know that I can do that. And that's how I live my life. Yeah. And I find the things that give me life and give me energy. It's all within the context of the real world, right? This is back to Jesus. In this world, you will have troubles. Okay. Okay. But somehow, right, I'm supposed to be able to, within the struggle, have some joy and have some ministry and some peace, right? So, well, and Jim, so this is where, and you've said this to me for years, and I'm starting to finally grip it. I'm starting to finally understand what you're saying, but you would say how the struggles are actually our teachers, right? And they're actually like the yeah. gift with which God is giving us to grow us and to, to return us to ourselves. And so count it all joy when you struggle, the scripture says. So like, how do you count it all joy? For me, I take the leap of, because the struggle is my teacher to grow me, to morph me, to help me, to empower me. And so instead of I despise and I just, I, hated and I resented my struggles for so long, I'm at this more of a place. I won't say I'm like arms wide open, come give me a hug struggles, but I'm more of like, okay, I'm at the place of there's nothing wrong with me because I struggle. In fact, people that don't struggle, that's where I'm like, what are you stuffing? What is wrong? What's going on? Right? Because the world is on fire. How can we not struggle? How could we not sense the injustices in life? How can we not even grieve for ourselves the injustices and, and that sort of thing? And so, and not to become a victim by it and like plagued by victimhood, but to actually empower us to have in full integrity of like, this is my story. This is my life. But God is with me. God is with me through it. He's growing me through it. He's, I'm finding out who I truly am and who part of this too is like figuring out who do I want to be, you know? And so, it's like it's beautiful and it's painful, but it's there's no other way for me. Otherwise, I'm drinking and, you know, binging on anxiety and yeah. rage and regret. And I'm feasting at the table of dissatisfaction. Where, <laughs> yeah, like, give me another donut. <laughs> exactly. And then I feel crappy afterwards. It's like, hold on. No, like, OK, if I can just I think the leap for me, the biggest leap that I've been learning the last I would say and I keep learning this lesson, but like. There's nothing wrong with me in the struggle. The struggle is part of life. And honestly, count it all joy because it's my teacher. And what a gift. That's the title of your podcast, right? Holy mess, right? Yeah. And trying to, that's that's sort of what you've encapsulated in that title. As like, okay, we're trying to embrace this thing. 
Yeah. The fall or the struggle is self is part of the holiness. Yes. Amen. That's it. Because if it isn't, then we are all in trouble, right? That's not, it's what we live in now that we get to embrace. Yeah. And somehow in there, as we keep massaging it and working it and reworking it, we find little pockets then of deeper acceptance. Like I always told you, you gotta, you gotta dig a deeper tunnel underneath the despair. You know, you still keep the despair, but you know, or the, or the fear or the anxiety or the depression, and then you got to then this deeper tunnel of acceptance and hopefully some humor, but certainly community, all those things that help you then have a foundation for this despair. Despair doesn't go away at times, but it, it's sort of in a way it does sort of build a bigger circle. But the way you talk about with grief, I love this that you said before, it's not that the grief goes away. You just develop a bigger bucket to hold the grief. Yeah. Amen. Initially, the the bucket is full of it, right? And but it's not that the grief goes away because the world has grief, right? Jesus was a man of sorrows. Yeah. But somehow you grow a bigger bucket. Well, that's that self care. Mm-hmm. And Danny, what you provide through this is that you give a community to live in. That's that is a huge part of our bigger bucket. Yeah. This is what twelve step programs have done. Is that I'm not alone in it. That helps deshame us. Amen. So it's wonderful. So it sounds like we just keep relearning. We keep at that task. We keep relearning those and we keep finding those relationships, our tribe that helps us in that journey. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And sharing and like being validated and learning. I don't think we can validate our experience or ourselves until we bring it into community and someone else looks at you with compassion and goes, oh my gosh, like, and I don't care if it's something that you did horrendous. Like, I'm so sorry you went through that. I'm so sorry you had to experience that. Until we can see the love and grace and compassion in someone else's eyes towards us, there's just no way we can paint it towards ourselves. And so this is like the validation within community is beautiful. And it just lets some of the air out so we can breathe. And we just and then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're like, wait, I'm just a little bit more comfortable in my skin. And yeah, my story hasn't changed. My history hasn't changed. But hey, I've changed and I'm okay. And one day at a time, because tomorrow, tomorrow, maybe not. (laughs) <laughs> or an hour from now, Jim. Or an hour from now. Yeah, right. That we got it. That, that could be. That's yes. Don't think I'm wrong because, oh man, you know, I didn't learn my lesson. No, you had it. You got it. And, yeah. and but it, you still got to wrestle with it one day at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is church to me. So, like this conversation right now with you, Jim, this is church to me, right? And the scripture says, like, don't stop meeting with one another, right? I don't necessarily think it means some big building, like every Sunday, don't stop going to church. It means like, don't stop working out your salvation with fear and trembling. This is it. Like it's fearful to come into community. It's fearful to share these vulnerable places, but this is also our salvation and where we struggle and the things we don't want to share and we step into those places. That's where the salvation of life is. And that's how we get through the day. And so like this is church and these are those moments that feed my soul. And that this is why I do the work, right? I mean, this is like built a career around it. So that's fantastic, Danny. So listen, it's wonderful to interview you because I think you're working the work. You're the real deal and you're working on it. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh or triggered you, hey, that's growth. Please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.